I'm Misty Winkler, and you're listening to episode 93 of the Simply Convivial audio blog. Welcome. I am Misty Winkler, wife, homemaker, reader, writer, and classical homeschooling mother of five. We are Simply Convivial because we keep first things first and know that our attitudes, our hearts, set the tone in our homes and matter before God more than our to-do list. Thank you for joining me. If you homeschool, you probably put a lot of time and energy into pulling together your curriculum and resources. So often though, the best lesson of the day is not the one learned in the lesson plan, but rather the one learned in the process of doing the lesson plan. Let me tell you, you don't need a character curriculum because in reality, Every single lesson, every single day is a lesson in character, not only for our kids, but even for ourselves. Let's dig in. What is character and how to build it? Character is one of those words that we toss around often. Too often, we do so without a clear understanding of what it is. We say we care about character, perhaps even homeschool for the purpose of shaping our children's character. But what exactly does that mean and how exactly do we go about doing such a task? The dictionary defines character as a noun, the mental and moral qualities distinctive to an individual. Suddenly, we are taken aback. Wait, mental qualities are part of character? Our character is not simply our reputation. It is not something that we protect by being nice and playing safe. Our character is not simply how we treat others, although that is a large part of it. Our character is not something that applies only when playing with others, doing chores, or when tempted to cheat or steal. Character does not stop at being a good citizen or even a good Samaritan. Character would be important and on display even were a person the only person alive on earth. Our character is comprised of all our mental and moral qualities. Whatever we do, however we do it, our character is evident and active. And yes, we should be speaking of our character, not our children's character, because we have a much higher responsibility for our own choices than for others' choices. And it is our own character that will teach far more than words or actions directed at shaping another's. When we grasp the full depth of character, we realize that it is truly the most important element of education. It is so important, in fact, that we cannot neglect history, science, math, spelling, or anything else, for all of these play a part in developing, shaping, and exercising character. To think that character is its own subject that can be taught with a textbook or flashcards or marbles in a jar is to think that to focus on character, we must pause our lessons, and that is a misunderstanding of the true nature of character. Our lessons and our lifestyle, both together, are the furnace in which character is forged. To put out the fire is to kill the character, not focus on it. To lessen the heat is to soften, not strengthen. 
character is learned by parroting and by practice rather than by precept and principle. Character comes through imitation. What the children need is not a lecture or a devotional, not a program or a definition. They don't need more information in order to change and learn and grow. They need visible examples, role models. They need time and effort invested into them by themselves and by their parents. As the parents, we must both set the standard and be the standard. They learn about honesty, work ethic, cheerfulness, patience, and all the rest from our example, not from our lectures. Therefore, we as the parent teachers must be the first to repent and seek forgiveness. True, virtuous character is not perfect, but humble and repentant. The ideal and the standard is perfection. We will always fall short, therefore we must always remain humble and quick both to seek forgiveness and to forgive. Character begins on this foundation. We must model for our children what it is like to seek forgiveness and to extend it, having them repeat after us. Character models what it is like to stick with a problem until it's solved with cheerful perseverance, needed movement and water breaks, and resolute grit. If we lose it when they don't understand, then we cannot be surprised that they lose it. We must model for our children what it looks like to put others before ourselves, not only with siblings and friends and strangers, but with learning as well. Self-forgetfulness is not only a part of kindness, it's a part of learning. When we are attentive to the subject at hand, it is for the value of the subject itself, not because we're hoping to get something out of it selfishly. Character is a twisted braid of both mental and moral distinctives. To attempt to unwind them is unwise. Rather, twist them tighter together so they will be stronger. Character comes through practice. Children are born persons, but they are not born with a complete and unsullied character. Quite the opposite. Character comes over time from winning battles over our sinful nature. Character takes practice. Because character takes practice, we must be patient. It's not something to focus on for a week or a month or a term and then check off. It's not even something that we will see lasting change after a short-term intensive. God sanctifies over a lifetime, and we will not do it better or faster our way. What is practiced becomes our character. Cheating, lying, whining, complaining, these character flaws quickly become habits that are hard to uproot. Honesty, diligence, gratitude, fortitude, these character traits can also become habits through intentional, deliberate practice over the long haul. Fixing good habits is no short-term quick fix. It is a life's work. This is good news for us mothers and hard news. We are not stuck in our own habits, but bear the responsibility to practice the character habits that we know we should already possess, but don't. We help shape both our own characters and our children's characters when we are consistent in our expectations and our consequences, when we hold our children and ourselves accountable to fulfilling our responsibilities, and when we request and require do-overs to replace poor character choices with the right responses instead. 
Character flows from precepts and principles. We must know what we are about, and then we must be able to articulate that to our children. However, the main source of their character training will not come from a lecture or from a coloring page about virtue. It will come from being made to practice that virtue in the midst of their real life, which includes school lessons. Do not give up on the good work of educating in the true, the good, and the beautiful for the sake of character training. The best, the strongest, the truest character training is happening right in the midst of that education in those very subjects. Good character is simply another way to say virtue. Education, both how and what we teach, is for virtue. Virtue grows with the learning and cannot be separated from it. A virtuous character is a deep, multifaceted thing. It is not simply playing nice and fair. It is loving and seeking wisdom wherever it is found. Character growth is found both in persisting through the struggle of the math lesson and in having a mind that can think algebraically. Character development happens not only when you choose your duty over your laziness, but also when, because you did, you understand better how plants grow, how stars move, how societies succeed and fail. How we study, what we study, forms character, day in and day out. What we study forms character, year upon year. May we never neglect either strand, but interweave them ever more tightly, both for ourselves and our children. And that's it for this episode of the Simply Convivial audio blog. Turns out, homemaking is a lot of work. It's way more complicated than we expected when we first got started. More than mundane housework, we come to realize the duty that we have as wives and mothers is to be the atmosphere of our home. Our attitudes matter far more than our chores. That's why in Simply Convivial membership, everything, even help with chores, begins with centering and correcting our perspective, our attitudes, and our relationship with the God who gave us the situations that we are in to steward for His glory. What He's called us to, we can do, and it's better to not do it alone. Join Simply Convivial membership not only for practical guidance in tackling your attitude and your actions, but grow in consistency with the companionship of like-minded women invested in the same approach. Visit membership.simplyconvivial.com to learn more.